I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Remember when they did Rap Superstar and Rock Superstar? Yeah. Different brands. Absolutely hedging I think them. Rock Superstar's better. Yes, I agree. Oh, you want to be a... <laughs> Try to do an impression of the man from Cypress Hill. I like that a lot. Welcome to the Football Ramble. John Terry, England manager, coefficient corner and African World Cup qualifying is so finely poised. It's Tuesday, 29th of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushan Antaraja. Interesting to see your long-running feud with Olivier Giroud goes on, Vish. Mine? Why? Oh. Well, beard, like... beard versus beard? What's going on? Well, because he's scared of Alf, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he scared of Alf? Yeah, he's very scared of Alf. Why? Because Alf is scary. He is quite scary. He looks like um, one of those cinnamon buns, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He, lo- he looks like a cinnamon bun. A cinnamon, yeah, cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon face, squirrel. Yeah. Cinnamon squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't follow the social media happenings of Petitioner uh, Hamtaraja really, really carefully, yeah. he's had a haircut. It looks good. I haven't had a haircut. This is you a haven't. Oh, you've had. You've, adop- you've bought some styling gel. You've no, lost your no, styling it's, gel. It's the it's the same hair. It's the same gel. It's the same man. <laughs> uh, it's just that it's grown to a length. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get it cut, and then I saw a video of, of Monday's show, and I thought that doesn't look that bad. I realised though, it's because the cameras aren't quite high def. And it's the angle that I'm looking at. So from now on, I'm just going to address everything to you <laughs> yeah. now right. oh, see, and not look the... to Pete to my left. Because okay. yeah. the quiff then... Yeah, it's, this is kind of the good side of the head, which annoyingly is the opposite side of the good side of the face. Is this making mm. you feel quite shut out, Pete? Or it's you... made me feel angry because these cameras are high def and it's the Twitter <laughs> compression algorithm that makes you look like shit. Thank you very much, Fish. 
have some respect. And we pilloried Marcus for making references to Rollers yesterday because it was such an old reference. You're referencing Alf on the show, you two. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Get out. Um... We are going to move into the show. <laughs> We're going to talk about mm. England because there's more England, tasty England football action coming up tonight. England versus Ivory Coast. Kicking off at quarter to eight, but mainly we want to analyse what the succession plan is for the England men's football team that involves moving from Gareth Southgate to John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> you know how? Um, no, thank you. You know how in sport you go from you can go from absolutes, especially if you're in a losing side. So, for example, England um, men's rugby team. I yeah, or like the men, you know, the men's cricket team as well, where mm. you might go from like an overseas coach to an English coach, back to an overseas coach, back to an English coach, and it is that kind of that flux. Um, do you think having really wholesome Gareth Southgate yes. means that the next one is a bad boy? You got to have a bad someone boy. Like, someone like John Terry. <laughs> so, before everyone thinks we've got secret news that they don't have, this is mm. purely from based on the fact that John Terry watched England trailing yesterday. <laughs> he looked so lonely, didn't he? On the side. Well, he... No, he, I, I, I assume he's there because he's, he's, he's here again. Yeah, he's here yeah, again. Don't, don't look at him. The ghost of defence passed. <laughs> he's made you with Steve Holland, right? But most of the, the footage I saw, yeah, was him just standing there looking a little bit like that, that footage of our Prime Minister at the... You know, when all of the other... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The um, I suppose he's you know moving back into coaching now, and he as as an ex player, you know, it's, it's quite a common thing, isn't it? I think oh, it's yeah. because of um, you know, because because I I think it was a, it got a bit more focused. It was certainly a bit more on our radar because of John Terry the personality, and also John Ter- Terry the NFT merchant. Yes, <laughs> is that what he was doing there? We're trying to get everyone in on his scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it is surprisingly I always think it's surprisingly I feel like we talked about this quite a lot it's surprisingly easy to sell stuff to football clubs mm. I feel like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, strangely yeah. wasn't it didn't we talk on the Christmas show about some oh, Allardyce um, flag, flogging hampers or something yeah to, to Andy <laughs> Carroll and Kevin Nolan yeah <laughs> fantastic like, why is he just wandering in yeah. I, I think it's but so I realise this is absolutely not worth, you know not worth what we're here to talk about <laughs> but I think it's, it's just ease isn't it it's like if you bring it to mm. me I will buy it yeah they've got a lot of money kicking around but they also want more of it so they're like yeah, John Terry's going to be like, oh, I need, uh, I think I'll start an NFT collection with inflatable unicorns, different yeah. faces, different clothes. It sounds a bit Sherlock Holmes one, uh, Batman one. <laughs> and then we're going to get to a stage where like big unicorn coming and so you haven't, you can't you use can't our horns. Use our... <laughs> oh, and yeah. I'm, and I, I, I'm actually fully in the pocket of big unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they played tonight um, after a lot, uh, very enjoyable game at the weekend. Gareth Southgate says he faces a complicated decision, Pete, over whether to keep faith with Harry Maguire. Stick with him. Works for pickers. You know, sometimes footballers have a nicer time at international level. Uh, you know, yeah. I just stick with him. It's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with him being an absolute wash at Manchester United <laughs> <laughs> and then turn, turn up really. for England and, play, and doing his uh, lovely swashbuckling uh, runs into uh, runs through centre midfield I don't I, I, I like him at, at England I don't I, I can have those two ideas in my head at the same time I yeah, keep, keep with him I like him I like yeah. him I wonder how much though Southgate has to consider the feeling of other centre yeah, who might think like what's the point are, are you not watching him every week we get that he's playing well <laughs> for England but like I'm playing well at the moment where do I get my chance? Or mm. is it just, you know, is it just a closed shop with that kind of stuff? But his idea... Democracy's quite, quite annoying, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> what he's saying, though, is he has a lack of... Ex- 
what are you saying? Or he seems to be implying that has right. a lack of experienced options. So this is a great mm. moment to get experience. Experience. Yeah. Oh, so this is what... Oh, okay, right. So right. I read this a different way. I thought he was going to persist with Harry Maguire, but you, your perception of that is that someone else will be tried tonight with a view of getting them the experience to eventually take over from Maguire. I'm, yes, I'm not sure. I hope that Gareth Southgate won't put that to Harry Maguire and, and flatten his already seemingly quite crushed confidence. He's, but, he's, gonna, he's apparently yeah. going to try out a new defender called Gareth Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> Pop in. Well, yeah, that's an innovation. It's quite, I mean, it, it does make sense, the idea that you've got to... Oh, God, it's not we, JT, is it? Fuck. Oh, oh fuck, that's why he's yeah, there. Yeah. Right, go over, just uh, go over and talk to Uncle John about defending. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of makes sense to do that. And I suppose it, his issue will be, Southgate's issue will be trying to put trying to do this in a diplomatic way. Because mm. Harry Maguire's not... But that exactly seems the, like something he's got, right? Diplomacy. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. one of his main things. Yeah, and that kind of, you know, the personal element where he can say to Harry Maguire, you know what? Just sit this out. No, don't look over there. He's not trying. He's not going to replace you. Well, obviously, telling us in the press that, like, yeah, you know, I'd, I would like more options to potentially replace mm. him. And this is this back three, back four thing with Gay, Connor, Cody, and of course Ben White had to come in because John Stones has yeah gone home. Mm. It's not personal. Yeah, I mean, it's with all due respect to those three. Mm. If they line up in a back three at Qatar, we mm. would we would be a little panicky. I reckon. Yeah, I think the concept is sound. Oh, form defenders, and I suppose like we're playing into this this Maguire thing here, but the concept is sound. They're three defenders in good form. You know, played well this season. If we start a tournament with them, we'd be a bit like, okay, I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not as sure as I was for a friendly in March. <laughs> How do you feel about them? Because this is the Wolf Zaha derby, as we said yesterday. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about them lining up against him? Comfortable um, from the sounds of things. I don't know that I would be comfortable actually. No. But I um you know, we mentioned it yesterday. I would quite like him to score and celebrate like a madman. Yes, I, I would I too. I think that'd be very enjoyable. Fun. Because it's just fun, isn't it? It's just yeah. a game. And it's a game which has a bit more personal um weight on him because he had the choice to play for both. And no, I think it's I think it's spot on. Yeah, I want right. to kiss the cool elephant badge they've got. Kiss it kiss their badge. Kiss it. And then go kiss up to him on, a, on the face. Kiss Ben White on the forehead. <laughs> but right, yeah, well I was gonna say kiss Ben kiss his badge and then kiss Ben White's England badge. Or the defender <laughs> the defender that he does. <laughs> do both. Well, that's or, quite friendly, isn't it? Oh like I'm still together. with you. You know, like mm. when you have like dolls when you were younger or toys when you were younger. Kissing. Yeah. You know, you can you, you put get someone's England badge and touch it with your badge. Because, <laughs> you know, he's representative of both, isn't he? Yeah. So do that. One man not in this England squad, of course, Marcus Rashford, still in the headlines because he is being linked with Arsenal. Hmm. Hmm. I think we said yesterday a very Arsenal signing it would be, wouldn't it? Not many goals in the tank. <laughs> Bit injured. <laughs> I think it'd be really good, but it doesn't make any sense to me, given the rise of Martinelli. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, Perhaps no, 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 it's no, just no, no, international no. break bullshit, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> well, on the running order, it says, does he need a refresh? And I read that as, does he need a reference? Like a little rec- recommendation letter or like a little, Ollie, Ollie. A little brown plastic uh, record of achievement. He sort of comes in Arsenal's way and, oh, hello. <laughs> isn't, it like, isn't it right that legally you can't give someone a bad reference? Is that right? Yeah, what is that about? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't so, like yeah. to test that. <laughs> I wouldn't like to test a closed letter on that. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you um, because obviously it's the difference between can be the difference between you getting a job. Yeah, what's the I point? What's the, the point least, of them then? So I think at the very least, um, maybe there's like some unwritten things within it that an employer or a prospective employer would see. Right. Yeah. So for example, it would be like this letter is to confirm that they worked here between 
2014 and you know 2019 right okay whereas um and and sometimes they can be quite glowing but i right. think legally they can't say that he is a terrible employee but surely if it, <laughs> surely if you ask someone for a reference and the reference just says i can confirm that vish worked yeah, here between that's, yeah that, yeah. that, that uh, tells lines, its own tale yeah the lines are quite easy well to... yeah exactly yeah so that's why i think it is so yeah so marcus <laughs> rashford played for manchester united between the years of well maybe you could get maybe you could get <laughs> we need you to give him a reference he says i hope marcus rashford fucking gets his head out of his ass and goes and breaks the record uh, referring that's why he's to got his a bad own back. manchester united <laughs> goal scoring record of 253 goals although of course if he were to move away, he wouldn't be able to mm. break it. What you're doing a face? You don't agree. Well, when did Rooney say this? I um, mean, he. I think he was he walking out of a pub. That's like, oh, let's get his fucking he, ass. He was in. Um, he did some sort of Q and A that was quite lively. Some right. quites, quite lively. Some quotes were. I can't, like a, the top, I can't remember off the top of my head. That sounds like a lauded word. It's lively. <laughs> it's, oh, it's lively. There are quite a lot of fun quotes have come out of it. Oh, okay, is what I'm saying, okay, including fun. one about Rio Ferdinand being a bit cocky or something. Um, <laughs> he also revealed, possibly in the same events, that uh, Sir Alex Ferguson tried to sign him when he was 14. He says he was on the phone to my mum and dad. They said Alex is on the phone. Manchester United want to sign you. I said, tell him to fuck off. I want to play for Everton. Then as time went on, I knew I had to play for Alex Ferguson. <laughs> a, a lively interview for a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but but on the Rashford thing, I do I, I I do really feel sorry for him, and I hope he just gets a few months off because he you know he started the season under the knife and oh, yeah. Manchester United yeah. don't improve players; they damage players emotionally, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a mixture of his, of his back and his backing, and he was always been that kind of explosive pace merchant. Now he's having to sort of like second guess his pace and his uh, acceleration, and now he's kind of like he overcomplicates things and he tries to take it around two or three mm. players. and And I, I and I want him to just take a bit of time off, recover, uh, and he can sort of have a bit more confidence in his body doing the things that he's he's so good at. It was never about his decision making, Marcus Rashford. It was always about how instinct instinctively direct he was. I love watching him play, but uh, yeah, it's a shame, and it's a shame that he's kind of lost his place in England because of what. A, Crazy, wacky club Manchester United is. Yeah, it really is. Speaking, <laughs> he's played so many matches. Speaking of clubs kind of wrecking people's careers, potentially, um, Everton, uh, Rooney, <laughs> Rooney, Rooney admitted he snubbed an interview with Everton. He says because he wants to be Manchester United manager one day, but maybe he's just been watching what's been going on there. <sighs> he just doesn't want to... Uh talk to Duncan <laughs> it's just, it's just intense you can't say no to Duncan needlessly yeah. intense I mean like you know they, one doesn't rule you out of the other but I suppose a lot of managers what they have to think about now is if I join a club that is doing badly will people be able to you know to tell the difference between me as a manager mm. and the club being a bit of a basket case and Everton is Wayne Rooney or anybody let's say for, in this example Everton because I think like you know Frank Lampard and Everton are going down together whether whether they get relegated or not the opinion of both those entities are so so bound together that even if they just stay up they've been such a shambles over the last yeah. month or so well Lampard's career it sort of seems like his career in management has been bad decision making I don't mean on the pitch specifically I mean in terms of the jobs he's been taking you know? yeah well I mean it doesn't help if you know jobs are just handed to you because mm. you just take them don't you so <laughs> no but that, that's, that's well true, I don't know because I think that's a key part about the decision making problems that he's had right if, yeah, I, if yeah. I smash a Boeing 747 into a mountain no one's going to go well Someone... Pete, Pete should have been better at flying that plane shouldn't have been given the plane 
And I've told them that. Mm. I've told the aviation authorities that. Yeah, but you Stop trying to be the plane. That's Stop actually a perfect metaphor for the situation. Like you should have said, I, I'm not ready for this. I'm right, not qualified. Okay. And actually, I'm looking ahead to my future flying career. I like buttons though, Kate. I love shiny <laughs> buttons and things that bleep. I've always wanted Pull to do up. that. that Pull up. <laughs> well, look always, at that. It's a, it's a voice. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that thing where, you know, you, yes. you push the lever up. Yeah. <laughs> My mate's a pilot for Qantas, and mm. um, he Ooh. he flipped one of his um, he flipped his schedule when I was in Australia. <laughs> flipped one of his planes. I've got to loop a loop. <laughs> he flipped his schedule so he could fly me to Melbourne. Wow! Nice. Uh, sorry, from Melbourne to Brisbane, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like we're mates, so he was walking through, and he came up to me and he was like, "Oh, I've changed my schedule, so I'm flying you." And obviously, <gasps> he like so he momentarily like forgot that. Everyone saw him as like the pilot. Yes. He was like my mate. Oh, right, mate. And he goes, <laughs> and it was early in the morning. So I was like, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, fucking nothing. I've had like six coffees. And people, and like, I was, I was with a mate. It was during a cricket tour, and I was with a mate who's also a journalist. And he was like, Everyone sorry? Was losing this. And I, he was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. This is the last flight anyway. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, at the end of the flight, he got, he, um, the, one of the, uh, the air hosts came up and was like, oh, uh, so, um, yeah, so said that you can come and have a look at the cockpit in front of like everyone around me and I was like I've just felt like a kid and I was like oh yeah okay go on then and I got to I got to park the plane your friends are the coolest I know yeah. you got to park the plane yeah so it, I mean it's just the bit where you just like after yeah, you just, a bit, just, just a bit yeah. bit just a bit just a bit you put it in park yeah. Qantas Australia's national airline <laughs> The scene is so typically Australian. Um, you might no have, worries, mate. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> producer, if you could bleep his name. <laughs> bleep his name. Useful. Yes, good. You could probably figure it out. <laughs> I'm just going to delete some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Louis right. Van Gaal has been saying more useful shit, you guys. Uh, this time on the, on the Manchester United manager hunt. He says Eric Ten Hag should join a football club. Not a commercial club. Manchester United is a commercial club. I, th- I think that's one of the more sensible things he's ever done. And more oh, he says loads than ever, of sensible yeah. stuff. It yeah. just comes out quite wacky sounding. Yeah, yeah. But it's always intertwined with stories of like, oh, and then he showed them his balls. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Why have you done that? I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's spot on. Someone made a really good point yesterday about like Van Hal, and you could probably throw Bielsa in there, uh, some of the more prominent people in football who are untouched by mm. its grubbiness, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, he's absolutely spot on. I kind of think with any manager coming into the job now, you'd want a certain number of guarantees that it would function like a football club and mm. that a lot of the decisions that, you know, you'll be privy to and that you will make won't be governed by external factors such as, you know, do they look good with a noodle sponsorship, that mm. kind of shit. Um, mm. And I, I, think he's, I think he's totally Ten right. Ten Hag would, I think. But I don't mm. know who wouldn't but, but, look but, good but, but, with but a, you'd with kind a noodle of, you'd need, you'd need someone with... Just given the state of Manchester United now, you would need someone who had a bit of credit in the bank to be like, look, if you want me, you've got to sort your stuff out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly, yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying that Ten Hag doesn't have that, but I reckon the people within Manchester United who make that decision don't think he has that, so therefore won't row back on those things to appease him. Mm. Yeah, I meant more that you could imagine him in a pot noodle TikTok, which is, uh, I think, was yeah. the... The key factor all sorts, all sort of, sorts of people thing. on TikTok now. I joined it a month ago. It's a I'm very not dissing place. TikTok. I just think only some people could carry off that kind of advertising space. Roberto Mancini, who we're coming on to right now, I think he could look at good in a pot noodle TikTok advert as well. He says he's staying on as Italy manager yesterday, despite their failure to qualify. I don't feel as though we've gone into this enough. <laughs> so it was a. It was a. 
what I liked about it was that it was such a. I, I know it was a long range goal that that, that put him out, oh, but it was sense. such a whiff, and it was such a kind of like. I mean, you thought it was a whiff. Go, I thought it was a bit of a That's whiffy great. goal. Like it, a, it's about as whiffy as those goals. Yeah, it was great, and it, but it was stroked with not a lot of urgency for me, and the keeper possibly. <laughs> This keeper sort of like just sort of scuttled over. Oh fuck! We're out. The, we're not got the it's World because, Cup now. It's because what that, it was very funny. That moment was not a moment in a football game. It was just a moment in a story. So <laughs> right? It okay. Need, yeah. It didn't need. It just. Ha- it was just happening. Why are you talking? <laughs> it's fate. Why are you talking like Drake now? <laughs> it was very Drake. Yeah. I was Channel Drake. Haven't you <laughs> noticed? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, he received a golden tape. Francis here. Drake. Yes. <laughs> Sir Francis Drake to you. Uh, he did receive a golden <laughs> tape here, uh, which is a prize in Italy given out by a satirical show for mm. celebrities who've had a bad week. This is actually the eighth of his career. Well, that's fair. I, I mean, at least he's. Does he get them sent? Who are, who are making these golden tapes? That's so, like a, that's an off the shelf. Because I dug around a bit and I've seen. There's lots of pictures of uh, Gattuso with a golden taper. His one, he's had it a number of times as well. But the one I, the only one I could find of him with the actual taper mm. had AC Milan crest stuck to it. But I know he's also <laughs> won it when he was with Nap when he was manager of Napoli too. Right. So right. I don't know if you get like a specialized taper for everything. Like, would it have been draped in the Italy why, flag? Why are they having to go at tapers? They are what I think they're my favorite odd toed ungulate. You can forget your zebras. Let's have a tapir. They've got prehensile noses. They can snorkel. They can snorkel. They can Stop snorkel. It. They can stay underwater for a few minutes. Just, just snorkeling with their little nose. Wouldn't they, because of the because wow. of the nose, though, wouldn't they have to swim upside down? They do have to, uh, they... No, because because they, they can go like and it goes up as well. Yeah, it's, is like, that can, like an can, elephant's nose? Or is yeah, it, like yeah. A, like a very small elephant's nose or an ant eater. Like so a, can just, yeah, does that mean they can nick buns from people? <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to get really close. You have to get really close. If you got mugged by a tapir, you'd be you'd be fucking idiot. And they they mainly eat leaves and stuff. <laughs> buns, buns. <laughs> we make as elephants. I feel like they grab buns. You, you mean know, like yeah. donuts? Dumb, put it through. That's the, ring. the joke, isn't Dumbo. it? Like, how does elephant? How do an how does an elephant ask for a bun? Can I have a bun, please? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's my dad's joke. My dad's one joke. Yeah. Clip that. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of embarrassments, well, soon. The Champions League is going to be even more of a disgrace because it's been reported on Sunday that plans are back on. They're back on, PTD. Uh. Don't you worry. None of the bad shit ever goes away. <laughs> um, they would allow clubs to qualify for the Champions League based on, yes, historic performance, not their league position. Oh, so, so what can... that means is you can be like, but did you see me five years ago? Oh. I was wicked then. Is it just five years? I wanted like the classic... Gothenburg team of the night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sparta Prague, <laughs> Club Bruges. Some like, oh, old yeah. ge- old gentleman with like long socks. <laughs> like you know, like in FIFA, you know, as in the the game where they're yeah. like, oh, classic team, classic <laughs> get them in the Champions League. Rapid van. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They say um, basically members of the European Club Association are going to lobby UEFA to allow two teams to qualify based in part on their coefficient coefficient which I have frankly if you can tell me a little summary of how coefficients work Vish I'd be very grateful because I haven't ever figured that out however it takes into <laughs> account their performances over the last five years 
Yeah, it does. Um, the thing about this, which isn't as bad as I thought, is oh. that if they are—I mean, these are all proposals right now. That nothing's been ratified just yet. Mm-mm. But it's been ratified by the clubs, hasn't it? Yeah. Which so they pre- they're... they're presenting it to UEFA. So it depends on you know. Um... And UEFA like, oh, bit and... more, bit more money, yeah. <laughs> And the point is, is it's just got whiffs, whiffs of the old European Super League. It's really bit, whiffy yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and this is, so there's going to be te- it's going to be a big big old league, and not everyone plays each other, which is a bit of a mess and there's going to be 10 matches compared to the six that are played at the moment which just means more and more fixture congestion and, and it, it's rare that on a proposal and even like with the European Super League there were certain things where you sort of go mm, okay all right, fine this one's oh, just this one's that, just no 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 every line is just no no don't like that no thanks it destroys the fight for fourth place in in the <sighs> leagues as well because you're like, oh well, I'm I'm Chelsea. I've I've been in, you know, I've, I've won this thing recently, so I can be I can sit in fifth place and not give a shit, and it, it just fucks up everything. Just you know, bring back the cup winners cup, dickheads. <laughs> but so the uh, the thing about the um, the coefficients if you finish outside the or the placings if you finish outside the, your regular Champions League spots mm. is that if you're one off, you don't get it. Mm. And so if the team above you... So it, it, there are two places that go to people who fall outside of the Champions League spots who have that pedigree of qualifying because of their work over the last five years. Pedigree. But, yeah. I mean, like we just used some of their shit words. Um, mm. But if that was, say, um, a team like West Ham finishing fifth and then United or Arsenal, say, you know, probably United this season, finishing sixth, United wouldn't get it. United would have to finish fifth to get the extra spot. Right. Mm. So they can't take it from. Well, I mean, you know, it wouldn't go to West Ham anyway, but they can't leapfrog a team basically mm. to get that last outside the top four spot. If that makes sense. So this is why Seferin is trying to say that. Or is it? Or what is this bullshit about it benefiting the smaller and mid, mainly mid-sized leagues? Yeah, I mean, he says that. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. I don't really know because well, because one of the extra places goes to the fifth best league, yeah, yeah. which currently is Liga. <laughs> And that's and, that, that, and that's why he's saying and, and, and that's why he's, that's why he's saying that, isn't it? So it's kind of like, you know the, the, there'll be more leagues involved, but yeah. obviously uh, you know in, in practice it's not really the case. But when, when people were when we were celebrating the end of the European Super League, you know a lot a lot of people heavily involved in the coverage of it weren't celebrating this as a as a defeat. They were like, obviously that you know that concept is still going to be bouncing around the ether like mm. a fucking you know windows thing on a screensaver <laughs> but um but there are going to be other things coming to the fore and this was one of those proposals where like mm. this will definitely get fast tracked now this swiss model as it were mm. um and yeah it's just a little bit rubbish mm. Mm. i don't mind the getting rid of away goals cuz as we've seen it hasn't really affected the enjoyment Stay really? tuned for the second half, everybody. <laughs> but away this, girls are back in. <laughs> but this really has a sense of like, right, you just, you know, just got a safety net for the mm. for the bigger teams, and it's just a bit of a fucking Which mess. Which is just, yeah. I mean, the whole bloody problem with football now is that it's just ex- there's a safety net for the bigger teams. Always, there's yeah. always some kind of safety net or some kind of little loophole that mm. can be. A, can be adopted. I mean, the, the... it's like being a white man <laughs> <laughs> everywhere in the fucking world. <laughs> we will never fail. <laughs> no one will let us. Um... <laughs> um, Nasser Khalifi is the guy who's in charge, or he's the head of the European Club Association, which is quite interesting generally, given that he's uh, in charge of PSG, right? Well, I mean, mm. and it was one of the reasons that PSG weren't part of the Super Club, Super League Cabal, so. Right. 
It's everything's coming up, Al Khalifi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as promised, there's plenty more to come on that after the break and plenty of away goals. Stay tuned. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you were having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? If an imperialistic drive brings... Uh, other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Let's not take a piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you are. I certainly well, wasn't. You are. I certainly wasn't. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, me, Vish and Pete with you today. And now it's time for some emails. Mm, they're reading out your emails. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're reading out your emails. Because mm. they were sent in to show at footballramble.com where all the best bands originates from. About Sven. Stuff about Sven. 
has got in touch. <laughs> Being Canadian, I never thought I'd see the day that Canada would make it to the World Cup. For the first time in my life, we have a team to be really proud of, full of players who play for massive teams, and it's such a beautiful feeling. I just want to mention my unbridled joy as I was, as I was listening to the Ramble on Monday, and I heard Vish speak about his family in Brampton, my hometown, and a semi-big suburb of Toronto. Brampton? does have a rich history of producing some great Canadian players, including uh, record uh, goal scorer Sy Laren and that man, Junior Hoylett. Uh, Brampton also produced the talent of former uh, Word of Roman and uh, Tottenham wing-back uh, Paul Stateri uh, to bring you back a few years. Another association with Brampton, <laughs> as if we needed any more, uh, that hits a little closer to home is that it's the hometown of Leicester City and Tramere Rovers legend Ian Hume. Uh, he and I went to high school together and inadvertently played on a high school soccer team together. When I say that, I mean we were both on the team and one of us started every game and became a star and the other spent most of his time on the bench uh, and went on to become a reasonably okay Sunday League player. It's mad from such a big country to have so much talent coming from this one city. I'm actually surprised you haven't mentioned us before. Keep up the Canada chat. Keep up the Brampton chat. Yeah. Mm. But is he happy? Is he happy? That's the question. He sounds Ian like Hume was a good player. Yeah. Ian Hume was a very good player. Championship legend. Mm. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, you know, Garth, it doesn't matter how good you play the game. It's about how you feel inside. No, but you feel better when you play it well. All right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is an email from Dez. Money uh, helps as well. Yeah, oh, he'd be, he'd be loaded. It's yeah. not he about buy, money. He could buy Brampton. Pu- could public service announcement after 70 grand a year. I know that's a lot in US dollars, but right. after that, your happiness doesn't go up anymore. Oh. So that's the amount. Well, that's such a lie. <laughs> it's a massive lie. categorical lie. Yeah. Uh, An email from Des, who's uh, probably rich because he's emailing in and he seems happy. I was intrigued <laughs> by Kate's suggestion for a Jane Austen podcast. Yeah, minted, mate. Minted. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but oh. understand it's a bit off brand for the ramble. However, in a BBC two, uh, 2014 World Cup <laughs> Rio in Rio style offering, why not have Mason co present? <laughs> with QPR striker Charlie fussing Austin on Austin <laughs> action. I like this already. This opens up Kate to do a series of highbrow football crossover commensurate with the status of a Cambridge alumnus and broadcaster of such high bearing. Who is this guy? We need him on the show. <laughs> Reese Oxford on Oxford. Look at the history of Oxford University. and Why, actually, all the cool people go to Cambridge. Strong. Harvey Elliott on Elliott, a review of T.S. Elliott's The Wasteland <laughs> and why April 2016 was the cruelest month when a Spurs title challenge fell to bits when they were robbed in a 1-1 draw with West Brom. Willie Bolly on Bolly, the history of Bollinger Champagne in football celebrations and on Kate Mason's rider. All right, you told off a bit there, Des, but uh, some quality suggestions. I like this, yeah. He has a lot. because clearly it cost us two points a day. It's a joke. <laughs> Now that he is could a point guy. out the jokes in Pride and Prejudice, couldn't he? Yes, it's a joke. He's yeah. quite those like the pass notes. Every time a joke is, you know, some some witty repartee is uh, exuded from one of the characters. <laughs> it's just two points a day. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> this has definitely got legs. Yeah, I mean, clearly definitely. I would think that. But if you two mm. are bought in, I think I'm on board. No, I'm, I'm all over this. I think yeah. it's yeah. case closed. Um, hey guys, tomorrow it's pep. Uh, it's pep talks. Yeah, it's Wednesday tomorrow. That's pep true. Notes. Get your dilemmas in, questions for the show, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble and keep the suggestions for Austin on Austin coming in. That is delightful. Mm. Oh, give me that. It's time for this. It's time for this. I prefer to kill him. It's time for Portman Antonio Conte. Apparently, uh, I 
I must admit, I missed the show that Jim did. <laughs> on your content. I did not mind admitting I was sunning myself in fucking St. Lucia, so don't worry about that. Sorry, I just kicked your water bottle over there. You Liz. look well. Um, you do look well. Thanks, mate. My ears are peeling. Uh, and uh, <laughs> disgusting. And uh, someone yeah, else is going to use those headphones. <laughs> and uh, yeah, apparently, uh, Jim did the clothes slower or better. something. He you did absolute it yeah. liabilities found it more comfortable. You all want a participation award, do you? <laughs> In yeah. my day, gold, bronze, silver, if you were lucky. Mm. Yeah. And right. And then to the pits for the rest of it. <laughs> That's why you're really hard, isn't it? Are you ready for some clues that uh, I, I don't know who wrote these? Uh, they got sent to my WhatsApp. And, uh, <laughs> Come on, you've got to say who wrote them. First one. I was born in Leeds and still hold the record for the longest standing jump by a five-year-old. Fucking hell. Longest standing long jump. <laughs> Sorry, a five-year-old. You so want that slower? On the yeah? gym show, is that, so, is that we the, asked is that, for easier clues. Yeah. Is that and the clue? this is how our readers I was born in Leeds and still hold the record for the longest standing long jump by a five-year-old. And? I was a Spanish midfielder for Manchester United and their 2016-17 Player of the Year. A Spanish midfielder. Slow, slow and clues. Doing the uh, joke. Juan Mata. And a Herrera. Oh, oh maybe one Mata. Oh, fuck. Oh. 2017. But we don't have a fucking wow. clue who the Whose first name ends with is. an and? Who names with I an and? I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. Who's Alfingi with... Haaland. Erling Haaland. Lucky Vish nearly there, but just outside the parenthesis. Uh, right, next one. Did you know How that thing about the chart? No. Why do people know this that? Is someone, I know, This weird. is someone taking the piss because we ask for easier questions. Right. We're idiots. We are absolute idiots. It's Erling Haaland. <laughs> just, it's obviously Erling yeah, Haaland. Of course. Um, right, next one. Mm. I scored all four goals in a game against Liverpool, and I recently jumped. <laughs> we had this last week. What? I recently jumped to avoid stepping on my club's crest, which was printed on the pitch. Oh. No. <laughs> We're playing it, mate. We're playing it. Four Mark goals and a goal in a game against Liverpool. Declan Royce. And I recently Mark, jumped Mark. to avoid stepping on my club's crest, which was printed Mid- on the pitch. Pathetic. Vidusen Vlavic. <laughs> Mark Vidusen King Kanu. Mark Vidusen Karl Marx. Arshar Vinicius Jr. Oh, Charvin Mrs. Junior. Thank you very much. That's actually quite good. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? And I, f- I found the names, Kate. I found the names. Well done. It's uh, Norma Hamid and Bradley Sifka. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Okay, well, good. Thanks, good. Pete. Good, yeah. good to have you back, mate. Thanks, mate. And uh, yeah, thanks for reading the clothes so slowly. It really, really helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it, Fish? Tonight, plenty of World Cup qualifying action. There are so many places to be decided. It's so exciting. Uh, the World Cup qualifiers in Europe are Portugal versus North Macedonia and Poland versus Sweden. And then we'll come on to in a sec, uh, all of the five places for the African teams are going to be decided tonight as well. Oh, it's, a, it's a busy old evening, isn't it? Oh, it's busy. <laughs> Fernando Santos pulled out a cigarette on the touchline during Portugal's win last week, so at least he's not. Well, you don't know what, oh, how he disposed. Yeah, you don't know where you disposed of it. He didn't sort of go back to the uh, changing rooms and you know put it out on the floor. You yeah. don't know where he put that. Giving the lie to Vicious' mm. suggestion that people. Have to hide their uh, bad habits. Do you think you'd be <laughs> able to spot the Italians had been a bit more open about their bad habits? They might have done a bit better in the World Cup qualifying campaign. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? They only took up smoking <laughs> right after they beat England in the Euros. <laughs> 
Sticking with Portugal, Pepe returned to training on Sunday. Ronaldo seemed very happy about this. He was filmed shouting, Look out, the king is back, you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could be the oldest player at the World Cup if uh, Zlatan doesn't make it. That'd be amazing. Pepe, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is good. Because he was going to be in the Euros, I think. Mm. That's um, really interesting that Ronaldo would call someone else the king. The king. Mm. I know that struck me as well. He's a team player. Ronaldo uh, says that he doesn't want any music. Uh, for the national anthem, which I think is uh, what? why? Why did they let him? Why did they indulge him like this? I know he's a, an important footballer and he's a record score scorer, but he has fucked them up way more times than he's <laughs> done anything good for them, in my opinion. I th- I don't think this is a bad idea, right? What? Saying people have to commit a bit more to the singing of the national no, no, anthem. No, 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 because it'll because, be a fucking shambles, though, wouldn't no, it? But like, I I think you can play the intro. And then people take over, right? So, so one of the things I, one of the things I hate, I want like a like a shit DJ in a club being like, I'll yeah, sing you it. know this, one? yeah, but it's not like angels or something, no. you know, like fucking wonderful. <laughs> but because sometimes when the music played, it's too loud, or when someone's singing it, um, you know, in an operatic way, it's yeah. quite hard to sing along to it, right? Mm. You know, think of the the, the US national anthem, is mm. you know, it's an alright national anthem. But it's terrible when it's sung at events because someone uses it as their chance to fucking audition for pop star or something like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. That's true. Um, and so no one can sing along to it. There's a great video of Fergie doing it at the um, NBA All-Star game a few years ago and it's fucking dreadful. But I suppose the whole point of, of a national anthem in that setting... From the Black Eyed Peas rather than Sir Alex. Yeah, mm. yeah. Thank you. Or Sarah. Mm. Um, but, she, but, you know, if, if they're doing it in that setting where you need that kind of team... Not team spirit, but, you know, you need that energy... Everyone singing a cappella would be mm. brilliant. Uh, Robert Lewandowski is back for Poland after he missed last week friendly against Scotland. Uh, Sweden knocked Poland out of the group stages in last summer's Euros. Emil Forsberg says, Poland will be hungry for revenge. It'll be great to give them another slap in the face. <laughs> Speaking of slaps in the face, mm. uh, Egypt go into their um, playoff second leg, the second leg of their playoff final, uh, as it is, uh, 1-0 up against Senegal. Mm. In a in a fiery little replay of the Afcon final, do you think they're going to progress, Vish, or is it all going to get to be too much? I mean, I was, I would rather Senegal progressed, Oof. because of the way Egypt play. Yeah, yeah. It, it just especially you know, I, I know you keep saying that Qatar won't be that hot, but certainly the conditions there will be more suited to them than I suppose like the outrageous heat of the Afcon, which meant like you know playing that way. Against other teams, they'll probably get more. We'll get the same amount of joy, you know. Obviously, they've reached the final, didn't they? Have Afghan, mm. uh, but Senegal are more fun, mm. so oh. I, I want them to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Who would you rather at the World Cup? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But Carlos Queiroz did say after the game that I am among the best ten coaches in the world, so it's going to be difficult. I mean, that is. Another reason that you'd want them to lose, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, but it's interesting though. Like I know we're gonna, you know, the, we've got the Joloff derby as well. You know, the second leg Sounds of, of right, Nigeria yeah. Ghana. Nil nil so far. Nil nil at half time. But we've got we're in this. You know, the uh, I think it's Bonucci said recently, or you know, off the after he apologised for leaving his. Yeah. Yep. The, um, the qualification out of the Euros is hard, but bear in mind we're going to be we've got to be going to World Cup with you know, without one of Nigeria and Ghana, two yeah. teams who have World Cup heritage, mm. and also without one of one of the two AFCON finalists. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that, that's pretty hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Europe have 13 places and Africa have five. Pretty harsh. Um, one, I think the sports minister, Sunday Dare, sports minister of Nigeria, says that they're going to buy 20,000 of the tickets 
to give away to fans. They've also given them all um, uh, the afternoon off. All work stops at 1pm. Damn fucking right. This is the stuff. (laughs) But apparently the the line was to focus on the game. (laughs) They should. I mean, on the on the other side of what you're saying, and you're absolutely right. But uh, Tunisia won. Sorry, Mali are one nil up against Tunisia, and I don't think Mali have ever qualified. Right. Okay. So fingers crossed that for that one. Mm. Uh, yeah, Nigeria though haven't. They might need to focus, Pete, because they haven't beaten Ghana in 15 years. Yeah, we've got Chris Hutton in there as well, which will make all the difference. <laughs> it will make all the difference. He's the the son of a Ghanaian postman. Don't you know? Really? Goodness yeah. me, Chris Hutton, yeah. I don't know that. That's cool. Which sounds very euphemistic. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> you know, you know what, David? He's somewhat of a Ghanaian postman. He's <laughs> just oh. a glint in the eye. Of the, <laughs> um, so yeah, Chris Newton working for Ghana. He's a technical advisor uh, mm. appointed just last month. The, the four-man team. The the, the uh, manager that brought him in, uh, Otto he keeps repeating the mantra, I'm not under pressure while being in a lot of pressure. <laughs> being under a lot of pressure. He looks stressed out. It's and a, he's only interim as well. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Nigeria seem confident, but the key is not to be overconfident, isn't it? Mm. And also, Ghana, before this 15-year streak, they hadn't beaten Nigeria in 15 years until a friendly at Griffin Park in 2007. Griffin Park. Griffin Park. Griffin Park. Uh, Nigeria's current coach, Augustin Egwavuen, was the coach that night. Uh, and Jonathan Wilson had a piece um, talking about how the Nigerian media were tearing into him in a post-match press conference and he called a halt to it all. Shut up, you guys. We need to sing happy birthday to the Ghana coach, Claude Leroy. So there was, there was, some, <laughs> there was some beef <laughs> at the... It's quite a good way of like... Cambridge United sending, Claude Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> sending people off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Just get them to sing happy birthday to whoever the fuck is around to just try and take the heat off. It's, like, it's like when you're at a restaurant where their thing is to sing happy birthday. They right. always do it. <laughs> even though it's not someone's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you get free pudding, don't you? Yeah. Maybe that's what he was hoping for. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, candle. We've had a few anniversaries in hotels. Free <laughs> 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 bottle of wine. Lovely old job. Yeah. But Le- Leroy once said that um, uh, football is a, is a continuing orgasm. So maybe he he should be ready for you know surprise explosions of emotion at <laughs> any point really yeah again more smoking yeah <laughs> a continuing a continuing endless orbit. an endless orgasm I seem to recall he said back in the day he's watching very specific football just on I suppose there's the, there's the shame afterwards sometimes isn't there? <laughs> but if it's continuing there's yeah. never the shame that's true mm, actually yeah because it's just endless. No, you could have you could have shame before. <laughs> if I catch you, catch you, bit myself in the mirror. Um, By the way, all the only these are the only people who've got away goals in the World Cup qualifiers. I don't yeah. know why, because they're geniuses, probably. <laughs> uh, and Cameroon nil, Algeria won. Uh, obviously, Algeria with a bit of a disappointing Afcon, but they are Arab Cup champions, and they've mm. still not lost in their home stadium for ages. You say that like they've got a tree, like you know when they change the um, the recipe for Coke in the EU. Mm. And so, yes. like, you have to get like "quote unquote" Mexican Coke, yes, <laughs> which is in the bottle and has like a different kind of sugar cane. <laughs> they, you got to go there to get away goals. Yeah, can you bring back some away goals when you come, when you come through? <laughs> can you? Can you bring back some fucking away goals? <laughs> oh, guys, enjoy that tonight. Also, something for you to enjoy: the latest episode of Upfront is out today. Flo, Chloe, and Rachel are going to be talking about a huge story in international football. Ada Hegerberg's return to the Norwegian national team. Why it's happened now, how it's going to shape the Euros, which are just 99 days away, would you believe? Get over to Football Ramble Presents for all of that. 
Uh, on tomorrow's show, it's Jules, it's Luke, it's Jim Campbell. Oof, what a selection. <laughs> <laughs> what a selection box. What a smorgasbord of delights mm. we bring to you. All different sizes, aren't they? Yes. Oh, yeah. We're about the same size in here. Yeah, that's true, but not the same level of attractiveness. I oh. note from a earlier episode. We did. We didn't make the list. Didn't make the list, Kate. I'm really sorry. Just didn't. <laughs> you were on the list. Just not on the list. <laughs> not in the top three. Just, uh, just eight people didn't make the list. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she only said three. That. I'll find out. I can always find out what her. You know what? What happens from number four downwards? No, I think it's best for all of us if, if we leave it there. Yeah, I'll, have, I'll have a word if you want. As a, as a champion. <laughs> you're all you're all top equal for me. Top equal. And you listeners are top equal too. Thanks for listening to today's <laughs> Football Ramble. <laughs> Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Put it in my mouth. No! <laughs> Put it in my mouth. (laughs) Yes. Right at the end, Vish. Oh, no. There are better pork based (laughs) foods. You're a bad, bad man. That is foul. Yes. Stop perving over over Vish. That's the shame I was talking about. (laughs) The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 